Hello and welcome to episode 3 of The Last Man in Lagos. My guest today is going to be Don Taylor and we're going to be talking on sexual harassment and assault and in particular we're going to focus on how um, we as men and boys can do more in making a long-lasting change in our communities to protect especially all the women and girls around us. So thank you for listening and stay tuned. Um, just, okay, I know, I know how to <laughs> intro the whole thing. I was like, nigga, if you don't know now, I know, I'll I know. ask you all day. I know, I know, I know. But you said you wanted me to, you wanted me to just print up to you fresh, so we wouldn't have to, um, it's, it's more of a serious convo, that's, like, that's really the thing. Like, the conversation that I want to have is, I believe everybody at some point would have talked to somebody else or alluded to this convo, maybe, I hope so. But it's really just about how overall boys or men who are failing the women around us and because specifically i'm a black man you're a black woman black men are feeling black women you know just to keep it real okay. what do you mean what do we do y'all no i said black men are feeling black women are are failing Oh, what did you hear feeling. Me? No, failing. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> well, you, you know what I mean? Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you said feeling? Oh, no, no, no. no. I, I said mean, feeling. I was like, well, how is that relevant? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, if, if, if you guys are listening, do you understand? I meant, I said, fa- I meant failing. Like, you know, well, we're, not, we're not doing right pass by y'all. Fail. Like, yeah, pass or fail. Like, we're failing. Like, we're not doing right by y'all. And, you know, this is not like a new story or this is not a new idea. This is the thing that if you pay attention to what's going on around, you can see it like no matter where you live in any black community, just like on this planet, basically, bro. Or what do you think? Do you think this is real or am I just bugging? No, it's real. It's super real, man. And what, what I wanted to just talk about was more like from, you know, from a woman's perspective, right? Obviously, I have you know my own thoughts and my own ideas as to how boys should improve but first i want to talk from the woman's perspective you know and like see what can you tell me because like it's so evident to all the stories that we're hearing in the news i was going to talk a little bit a little bit um a little man i got my words caught there i was going to talk a little bit about tony salahu may she rest in peace um everybody's aware of the story you know if you have it, you can you know you can search it and get more info about that. But literally, it's just a thing where like you know, with the whole um, Black Lives Matter protest that started after you know the killing of George, George Floyd, the thing there that she she lives in Florida, Tallahassee, Florida, and she was you know protesting there. You know that's how I, I became aware of our my social media. And recently, like about a week ago, she went missing. You know, and I'm sure, like, um, if you have, you follow the story, and you know, unfortunately, her body was found and she passed. And she rest in peace. And the whole, and what you find is that, you know, she was taken advantage of. You know, somebody came to her to say, "Oh, let me help you," because she was in a dicey situation in terms of her living situation. And this black man, you know, gave her or was supposed to help her get to to a church where she was supposed to stay at. Um, I don't want to talk too much about negatives, but you know we don't know really no details of what happened between them. But I'm sure it wasn't good because she because she unfortunately passed. And the and the sad thing is like, hmm? along with somebody else, um, if 75 year old woman Victoria Sims as well, I totally forgot. May she rest in peace as well. Like not to say like you know, 
we haven't already seen enough negative negativity with everything that's going on but this is a conversation that needs to be had as to like how did we get here in the first place and like and because this the, 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 the whole scenario we're talking just really just sparks the idea of like other stuff in other black and black communities where like men are not doing right by women and the idea just for me is like where do we start from and how do we like f- fix up it's super heavy i know Oh God! I mean, there's always like I guess the modern day version that's really trivial of like girls always being like niggas and shit, like they're trash. But I feel like that's like just a superficial version of shit like this. Mm-hmm. Um, because it comes from a place that's like it's not fake. It's not like just because like oh a guy cheated on me and this black guy did whatever whatever the two timer it's like the the lack of like emotional support mm-hmm. and physical support or just like them just seeing you as like a sexual object like why is it like when i turned like 12 or like I, puberty started for me you became more aware of like men's glances at you like mm-hmm. that's just weird why is that it's like like why why can't men just decide to generationally stop looking at women as just like something to take i think the unfortunate thing is that like i don't know where where it even comes from where the entitlement even comes from just because like i was raised in it in in i feel like my mom is a very strong personality so like so she was very hands-on in the way she raised me and i think like i turned out properly you know as best as she you know as she tried but that's not the point the point is like you know where where does it come from this entitlement right and i and i want to say is like literally or maybe your home structure the examples you see on tv the examples you see like with, with like your older brother how he treats girls or something like that or how the women you know accept the treatment that people are giving them and then they use that as examples and references as to you know how they're gonna do how they're gonna treat other people when they grow up and that's why I mean, I was always thinking that the solution was like, oh, you know, the home units, the home units. But everybody says that, you know, the solution starts from home. But like, that hasn't changed anything. And I know, not to say that this is a roundabout conversation, but I always feel like I'm hitting this wall in like, what is the real solution to fix the way the like, I, would I call it mental slavery at this point? But like, it's just something that's been happening generationally, guys guys are not doing enough to protect women and maybe it's these conversations that will change you know forcing ourselves to have these convos i mean do you think it's more of an issue for black people like this male and female i think it's male i think it's a male and female no even i think i think it's a male and female issue outside of any race like i think every race has this problem where men Mm. as a gender did i say that correctly yeah i think so women as, as a gender are, like treat women as second class citizens all around the world mm-hmm. i think that is just a thing where like dudes feel superior and maybe it's coming from like should have because people justify that thing off of the bible i've heard that before because there's a portion in the bible where like you know adam and eve when they're saying that you know eve was uh conceived out of adam when god created them you know she has less ribs and stuff is that i don't know i've never actually yeah right yeah seems like so that's like like that's like way that's like one excuse that someone can use to say that oh yeah i'm the dominator or whatever but like that's just biology and i don't think it's a good enough reason for people to like oh a good enough way to justify 
all this like negativity that is that it's created because at the end of the day let's be real right it's only going to lead like sad 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 stuff just breed more sad stuff that's just the simple way that i want to put it and like i'm tired of seeing you know sad stories well tired of seeing sad stories mm-hmm. especially ones that can be avoided but we literally have to wake up and i'm talking to boys right now we literally have to wake up and realize that yo a lot of the time we we, we we pretend not to see things we close our eyes we just like ignore stuff because it's super easy just to be like nah that's not my business i don't know those people that's not my guy you know there's so many excuses you can give yourself but like i won't say you're just as guilty as the person committing a crime but like you're letting it happen you know um and just a thing where like maybe a simple an advice i could give you if you know you're struggling with that you see something happening but you don't know how to approach it i the best way that i do it is that i pretend to be stupid and like oh i just accidentally you know bump into somebody or i'm trying to like oh sir can you pass me something just you know just a very weird way to get into a conversation and just to see how someone's um, doing and if you feel suspicious you, you know you can discreetly contact police officer on the side not in front of them you know obviously you have to be smart about stuff wherever it's happening because you know my you know the reason why i'm saying all this stuff because i thought that you know What's deeper for me is that when Toyin got me, when she went missing, you know, however she went missing, you know, in my head, I'm like, maybe somebody might have seen them. Obviously, I don't know this for sure, but that's the thing that I think about. Maybe somebody might have seen them. And if that somebody was smart enough, because the thing is that Toyin tweeted, if you go on her Twitter, that, and it's so sad. Yeah, the tweets are still there. The tweets are so I don't know if it's the same person, but she tweeted, she gave us like literally the last, the day that she went missing, maybe the previous day, she had like a whole thread of tweets talking about how somebody unfortunately you know assaulted her and you know she gave a full description of what happened and stuff and then she went missing and the idea is that you know we had all this info there maybe somebody might have seen that this is like, like i said she's in the boonies bro this is flipping flipping Tallahassee. i know i've been there before but i would imagine that there are people around i mean yeah i mean it's more country it's more country but like it's, Florida, but... it's 2020 it's unfortunate that this is something that can still happen so you know if you're in a situation where you see something that looks off you know maybe speak up do your best to just contact and just try and make a difference you know maybe what you are doing literally can give somebody hope or give them an opportunity to like save themselves you never know but the idea is to try and not to be passive yeah, yeah being passive is just it's not it you know what do you think like even just it's like on a smaller scale it's not just like it's like the everyday stuff like the cat calling like that's not cool and i feel like it's just you have to as like guys personally like if i give advice it's like you have to not be afraid to check your friends like i know everything's like ah we know they're just joking but Mm -hmm. like that's what you think until you don't realize like they say that when they're not just in your circle but they're serious. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's like whether you else. they think it's a joke or not, and you laugh, but you have to be like, oh yeah, yeah. Like you have to denounce that, like then and there. You can't talk about women disrespectfully just because of. And bros, even if you're uncomfortable about like reasons. you know, if you're uncomfortable about like um do, saying right there in front of your other homies like yo bro don't do this thing. Well, the easiest way you can lead is to lead by example personally like 
when stuff is happening and they are looking at you to also laugh and say something to you, you can use your brain, bro. Use that, use that to your advantage and be like, nah, I don't rate that. That's not cool. You don't need to do that. And then after a couple times, and you know it happens again, you can have a convo about why you don't think it's cool. And then they'll see maybe maybe they might not um, you know at the get go first like follow what you're saying, but they will learn from you and improve. But the worst thing for you to do is now to also join them in the act and now you just become you just become passive and you just continue doing it because in your own head it's like i'm not it's not gonna go more than this but some other guys are gonna cat call the girl's gonna ignore them they're gonna like turn around in their car and not follow this girl you know for whatever reason which is creepy guys don't do that please <laughs> being followed is so strange no matter how far it is like it's just like you've had experiences Yes. It's unfortunate that you can ask this question and I already know the answer because more time girls have these creepy experiences and happen it's like, to them. Like it's by black men. Like I, the worst cases I've had where I've been like cursing at somebody else across the street because mm-hmm. he's rude as hell. All like, black men. It's a black man, and then he wants to call me ugly because I want to defend myself. What is that? Like what is that? Like you came at me with disrespect. I'm gonna disrespect you back, but now. It, now I'm ugly. Now I'm not worth shit. Like I'm not an object. Like you can't pick me out from the grocery market, like the grocery store. Like I'm a living, walking, breathing person. Hundred percent. So I think that's just how things escalate to like. You know what? Do you think nine. music? If, I, I'm not. You know what people always say? Oh yes, yeah, because of the music and what people are saying. But I feel like you have to really be conscious of what you're listening to. I'm not saying like you can't say bitch. Like, but everything is good in doses. It's good in doses, right? Like, be real with yourself, man. Because here's yeah. the thing, right? Yeah. If, if, here's one thing that I just really thought about recently. I think someone tested this to me. Like, if as a dude, you wish you, like, if someone told you, like, bro, imagine you were born as a woman and you're scared or you're like, you're apprehensive or like, there's a negative feeling in your heart, then you know what the issue is, bro. Think about that. So whoever you are, wherever you are, if you've never thought about that before, and you and you think that oh, everything is just nice and dandy and there's nothing wrong, think about you know. Imagine you're born into this world as a woman. Do you feel just as comfortable? Do you feel everything is the exact same thing? I don't know. The checks ain't the same. <laughs> that for sure. For real. Just it's not the same, bro. But that's just the reality. But as long as like we're aware, we're talking, you know, it's a forward step. So we're going to take a, uh, a real quick break and then we'll be right back. All right. Bless. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, going back into the original conversation and uh, what, I, what we're going to just talk about real quick is just like different ways of being able to make a difference in the world around you not well especially during this like COVID-19 time and you're having issues like going outside or you're having like second thoughts with socializing because obviously it's still a risk you know the pandemic is still very very much present so like for me I feel like honestly I was very um I'm kind of passive and I was kind of I won't say afraid but I was definitely apprehensive about going to any protests. I felt like I didn't want to go because, you know, maybe I felt like things could get violent as well as um, um, I could get, like, COVID or something. I may, I may not, 
but those were the reasons that I decided not to go anywhere. But like, what what could I? What could? What, what did I? What can I do outside of protest that can at least make a difference? The thing is that you know, overall, me, I'm still like, you know, living the kind of life I've been living for the last month and a half. I haven't really changed my schedule. But like, I'll you know, because of advice that I got, I started to like, you know, sign. I've signed so many petitions. It's crazy. I can. I'm going used to it now. It's just part of my schedule. If I see a petition, I sign. Even though that is not really a lot, it's still something. And like, if you see one, please do read and repost. You actually find that a lot of beautiful. You find you find a lot of beautiful stories on like change.org, and then you realize that you you know some of these things actually do make a difference, and some of these things you know actually make a change. So just keep doing that. And you can also donate. I feel like that one is the most effective way, mm-hmm. especially like if you know like um local uh people local people people that live around you that are either protesting or are working towards like improving the situ the the you know living condition for black people wherever you are so like donate there and like that's one way of working either you're, whether you're like white um a person of color or you're black you know these are like effective ways of doing something or another way that's really like you know really cool is like if you know something or you've been like exposed to a scenario where you obviously see institutionalized racism in a way and you feel like you have some form of influence and you have the ability to speak out speak out you know so don can you tell us a little bit about like what you've been doing you know in terms of like trying to make a difference because um you know i know you, you have me going to protest as well so what, what have you done or taken upon yourself to like make a difference First, I was just like, I don't think I just have it in me to protest, and it's fine. Um, what do you mean you don't have it in you? Like, you don't like the, the anxiety. I just, I'm very scared of the police, like in any kind of way. Yeah. Whether they're trying to kumbaya with me and have a conversation, or just like the whole idea that like you can walk down the street and I just see all of this weaponry on you. Yeah. And like it that, could be used. Yeah, on me. So I don't like that so i don't like to be around them and then as you know we saw in some of the protests around here they acted an ass with their freaking pepper spray so like they can just use whatever they want so i was not gonna put myself in that position mm-hmm. because i just my anxiety would not let me my fear would not let me which is frustrating fear sucks but it, it's real man but it's real it's a real thing to be scared of it's not a fake it's not a mom like a fake dream no, it's reality so. it's out here so what what so no, knowing that you obviously you could make it to protest and stuff you still wanted to do something because mm-hmm, i feel like like most black people in the world they have they've had like um certain institutions that are tied to mm-hmm. or organizations they're a part of um whether that's like a school or a like a community like soccer club or well, whatever yeah, like any level mm-hmm. um people often experience racism in like majority white spaces yeah so that was my own personal experience when i went to high school Mm -hmm. and i like advocated for change the whole time i was like leader of like our diversity program at the time but then you're a student so like what part do you really have yeah but i tried the best Mm -hmm. i could i i can't say like i was idle of course like everybody else who's coming out the woodwork now yeah her like messaging me um but I was like, didn't like that environment. And I kind of just left high school and left it alone for like the past three years. And was mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of over 
I kind of just want to forget about it just start fresh which is what I did but then I was just realizing like it's getting worse like the environment's getting worse like it's getting more racist and my high school's more complicit than ever and they don't think it's a problem so I, I was like something really bad happens. and something really bad happens like who's to say like even if somebody did die like would they say anything I don't know I don't exactly know if I died they'd have my name on their website saying rest in peace mm-hmm. it might be a little blurb in the magazine at the end of the month but I don't know about thoughts and prayers and all of that mm-hmm. but yeah so one of my non-black um, high school friends just hit me up and was like hey are you down to kind of be involved this is what we're trying to do um, and at first it was just like petitioning just like they were trying to come up with like a body of work and writing demand that he like that the school even say decide to say anything so i like kind of said sure because i've been thinking about it she caught me at like the right time because i was just having this conversation with my parents about my high school experience so i was like yeah sure i think it's like a sign i should probably do it so i ended up just writing like an open letter to the leader of my school saying that like your silence is really complicit and it's shitty and like you deciding to say nothing proves that you don't give a fuck about the black students who walk your holes that their lives don't exist and that they don't matter to you so that's what I've been doing working on that just it's a lot of emails a lot of writing a lot of organizing behind the scenes like this is the real organizing like obviously it's in the streets like there's two different types like when you're out there protesting like physically resisting Mm -hmm. and then there's the the agitating type of resisting like the disturbing what is the norm like Mm -hmm. hey why are you doing this what is the policy on this why why are they acting like this but this says this so when you involve like the law and roughly the reputation so forcing people to change rather than giving them a choice do you feel like um now that you start got the wheels turning that you know by some form some fashion there is gonna be improvements now at least now that okay you've spoken up we know that obviously there's a problem we've said that okay this is the problem these are the solutions that you know these steps are like this is like the right way that something's gonna happen i would like to hope so i mean i'm not gonna lie and say i'm Mm. the most hopeful person just because I went there and it was like not hopeful at all. Right. So that's just my Experience. mental thing. That I but I'm still trying. I'm not having my hopes up that it's like racism is gonna be on, like gone, like never coming back. Everybody's kumbayaing. We see each other's privilege, we see intersectionality, we see all no, that's not gonna happen just because I wrote an open letter. Right. Like, but I would like to see policy changes. Policy changes are the easiest thing to prove, like, why is this like this? Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, rules, you can, you outgrow rules. Like, I feel like America has outgrown a lot of laws. Yeah. So, I feel like policy should change, and that's the most concrete way without being political. But if you say everything about race is political, I'm just like, it's not policy, it's about humanity. Honestly. But... I think policy would really make it different like a curriculum change mm-hmm. like why do I not know black authors why do none of my teachers have my complexion like what does that say that we're not smart like I'm I'm 
I'm unique. Like I should be uniquely. It's unique that I'm smart and black. Mm-hmm. When so many people are black and smart and intelligent. So, I just think like small things like that are so important. But why people don't realize are because they've always had it. That way. They've always had it in their favor. They've always seen people who look like them. They've always had their own money. They have white people on it. Like it's you don't see. It's people. the norm. It's the norm. Like they feel like they are the benchmark. Like they're the blank slate, and everybody else is just other. So I but feel like reality, just it nah. needs to be like everybody is other because we're all different, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, so just like that mental switch is so important, especially when you're like 14, 15, you're like going through puberty, and then you see somebody like call you the N word, and you're like, okay, so what is that? That hurts my self confidence. So I'm gonna just shut up or just act out. And then you're gonna not blame press for acting out. You know, one thing that you've done with, with that is like at least start to shake the table, and these conversations are gonna have to be had, you know. But at least that's the first step. And like everybody listening to this can take away from you know this convo is like if you think deeply enough in wherever um space you find yourself be it even just online and talking to people in chat rooms and replying to people with like intelligence um you know responses to let them know that nah bro you're messing up and like this is the way you should be moving you know that is ways of improving the world and you know one step at a time we can do better thank you so much for listening you know tell your friends about the podcast this is the last tell man your in friends, lagos tell your friends tell your friends tell your friends tell your friends share it everywhere yeah that way so it is the last man in lagos podcast what is it? say it again that way what is it oh the last man in lagos podcast yeah listen to it every day thank Play you guys a bunch of times. that way so like three times all right peace